before we came in for the equipping service, I began to share with my wife uh, something that I need to also say to us and to those who may be listening online. We are in a season presently that we have to be sensitive in the spirit. There is war going on against the saint. There is war going on presently against believers who have decided to do the will of God. And I want us to please listen very carefully. That war is on now. It's not the war that is about to start. It's an ongoing war. And the war is a spiritual warfare that is targeted towards believers that have decided to say the will of God is what I am going to live my life for. So there is this war from the kingdom of darkness to frustrate some believers presently now are going through some dimensions of attack attack of frustration suddenly you just discover that you 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 just experience certain things that want to discourage you want to discourage you from moving on with the lord want to make you to look as if is he does he even pay is the lord concerned about you is the lord with you so it look as if presently now some believers presently wherever they turn now it is about war and this kind of war that is happening you see it is so subtle that it is not what you can say is an invisible war the strategy that the devil is using about this war is people against the saint so it may be in the place of your work it might be in your community but you just realize that that attack is coming and another dimension of that attack is that when it look as if you should be organized that attack is coming in such a way that things around you that supposed to be settled look unsettled challenges you don't expect they begin to come and this that i'm saying to you just barely a month now that we began this year there have been people i can count you know to tell you that somehow it look as if the attack is common but in different ways it's one attack but the enemy is just doing it in a different method i don't know whether you understand what i'm saying so that you will not be able to know what it's doing so there is this attack going on in what you can uh, look at uh, in first uh, peter you know that's that's what i see what the enemy is actually doing first 
Peter chapter 4 Verse 7. He said, But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober. This is the time to be sober. And watch unto prayer. Watch unto prayer and then in chapter 5 verse 7 he now said casting all your care upon him for he careth for you be sober look at the repetition of the word again be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking who he may devour verse 9 whom resist steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions and I'd like you to take note the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world the same affliction and that's what is happening in the realm of the spirit the saints are going through the same affliction devil has launched an attack and that's why god is bringing this prophetic instruction to us at this very time this is a time for the warrior in you to emerge but one thing i believe is that thanks be to god who always calls us to triumph in christ jesus so this year 2023 no matter what the devil brings your way you will triumph over him in the name of Jesus Christ. Now very quickly. Can we go into what the Lord wants us to see this evening? The warrior anointing. The warrior anointing. Because of what I've shared with you now. You need what is called the warrior anointing there are different kinds of things that anointing can do and every time you talk about anointing you talk about the workings the operation of the spirit of God upon a vessel or within a vessel to accomplish what is beyond his own ability. Anointing is God's ability to carry out to execute God's assignment. That's why there is no one that God is going to use that is not going to anoint. Anointing put upon us or put within us the enablement to carry out the purpose of God in the energy of God. 
so when you see someone who is anointed the anointed carries out whatsoever god desires in god's energy that's why zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6 zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 tells us that not by power nor by might but by my spirit says the lord your power cannot do anything my power cannot do anything your might your ability cannot get anything of god done but by the spirit of the lord we need the holy spirit to be at work in us Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 jesus himself was anointed the bible says how god anoint jesus of nazareth with only ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who are oppressed of the devil for god was with him so our lord could not do anything without being anointed as a matter of fact his name christ means the anointed one that's why when you see him in luke chapter 4 and verse 14 luke chapter 4 verse 14 he was commissioned with power after he has spent time in the wilderness the bible says he was commissioned he left the wilderness in the power of the spirit in the power of the spirit he was anointed the power of the spirit is the anointing of the spirit so after that that was when verse 18 now came that he now declared when he read from the scroll that was handed over to him that day and he said the spirit of the lord is upon me for he has anointed me so the purpose of god for our lives can only be carried out by anointing so we need the anointing and the anointing is not just for those who are in fivefold ministry office the anointing is not just what is meant for pastors what is meant for evangelists what is meant for prophets what is meant for apostles the anointing is meant for every believer because every believer must live by the power of the spirit in order to be able to execute the purpose of god so anointing is essential so there are various dimensions of anointing but what the lord is bringing us into at this very point in time in the month of february is the warrior anointing if there is any time we need the warrior anointing this is the time and you are going to see do you know that when the first salvation which was a deliverance from bondage that the first covenant people experienced the children of israel the commissioning of moses as their deliverer was a commissioning of the warrior anointing he had a task in his generation to rescue his generation from bondage from the power of pharaoh and he could not go without the warrior anointing so the anointing from 
Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 4, that God gave to Moses for the deliverance, the Exodus of the children of Israel is the warrior anointing. And right from that time, even before that time, you could see Genesis chapter 14. The Bible talks about how Abraham had the warrior anointing. In Genesis chapter 14 verse 14, the Bible says, Abraham had that Lot had been taken captive. And immediately he had that. What did he do? The Bible says, he harmed the 318 servants that were born in his house. So Abraham, or Abraham, our father in faith, had the warrior anointing. Lot was taken captive. Lot was head captive. He took the warrior anointing to rescue Lot. The Bible says in that Genesis 14, 14, after he harmed his trained servant, don't forget the word, his trained servant, he pursued the kings. About five of them. He pursued them. And at the end of the day, he won the war. That while he was coming, that was the time he met Melchizedek, who blessed him. That means he approved of him that see, you have been able to go on the anointing warrior, on the warrior anointing. The Bible says he blessed him when Abraham gave him the tithe of all. So Abraham, our father in faith, had the warrior anointing. And in the time of Moses, after Moses came just Joshua, Joshua was to lead God's people into conquest. They were to take the promise of God. They were to advance and make progress. I know why I'm building this. Today is the first day of this teaching. So you need to understand what God is doing. God began to speak to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1. And you see verse 6 and 7. He began to tell him. Be strong. Joshua be courageous. Be strong. Be courageous. Why Joshua must become the warrior that is anointed. And he has already become that. God was saying to him, you are going to take these people to this land. You are going to get the land for them. God was calling out of Joshua as he's calling out of the church today. As he's calling out of you today. That you cannot choose to sit on the fence. In your generation, you need the warrior anointing. Joshua, be strong. Be courageous. And you know something? Joshua was an anointed warrior. All the lands that they got, they got it by fight. So when you are talking about a warrior, a warrior is a brave. It's an experienced soldier or fighter. That's a warrior. A warrior is a brave or equipped or experienced soldier or fighter. They fought for the promise of God. There are promises of God upon your life. But you need the warrior's anointing. This is not the time. In this kind of generation that we are. In this end time that we are. That you are going to say. Whatever God has said concerning me. Will come to pass. No. You must arise. In the warrior's anointing. And take hold. 
of what God has promised you. This is what the Lord is bringing us into. If you check all through the Bible, are you coming to people like Gideon? Are you coming to people like Deborah in a generation? Are you coming to people like Esther? Are you coming to people like Samson? Why did God raise these people? It was always in the time that the people have forgotten God, they have departed from God, and the enemy have taken the stage. And any time these people cry to God to say, no, you have to restore us, you have to give us revival, God will raise a leader. And you know a leader God always raises? He always raises a warrior, anointed leader. Because to restore God's people, to take possession of what God has promised us, to enter into the fulfillment of the promises of God, to deliver our generation from the power of darkness, from the power of sin, we don't have an executive church. Executive church can accomplish that. Only the warrior anointing can do that. So God is calling the church into responding to this anointing I'm talking about. The warrior anointing. And in this month, from tonight, the Lord will release upon us. The Lord will make us anointed warriors for him. In our families, the Lord will make us anointed warriors for him. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you are going to be unlimited in the progress that God wants us to have, we need the warrior anointing. Now, when you look at our Lord Jesus Christ, so that we go now very quickly, in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 34, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 34, I hope by now you are already uh, picking up with the kind of understanding the Lord wants us to have, the revelation he wants us to have in this message. You know, some of us think that Jesus was not a man of war when he came. But Jesus also operated in this warrior anointing. Look at what <laughs> Matthew 10, 34, look at what Jesus himself said there. He said, think not Think not. Don't let it be your thought that I am come to send peace on earth. But who do you call Jesus? Is he not Prince of Peace? Uh -huh. We call him Prince of Peace. But he said, don't, don't think I am come to send peace on earth. He said, I came not to send peace. How can the prince of peace be telling you that I came not to send peace. Is that not contradicting? You call him the prince of peace. And he's saying, see, don't think that I came to send peace on earth. He said, I came not on, think it was on Saturday here we learned we should know who we are not. So he said, I came not to send peace, but a sword. And only fighters uses a sword. Only warriors uses a sword. So why was he talking about a sword? Of course, it's the prince of peace. He was speaking here about invading the kingdom of darkness. So when he said, I came not to send peace, I have come to send sword, he was talking about invading the kingdom of darkness. Why? The world that we live in is a place where the powers of darkness, where there is what we call here war, here war. Do you know what I call it? What do I call it now? Hear war. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Hear war. Whatever
whatever you can do for God, if you are going to accomplish anything for the Lord in your lifetime on the earth, you must win here war. Ephesians 6, 12. The war that is going on is here war. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we are warring against them. And that's why I said put on the whole armor of God. So that you may be able to stand on the evil day. You know why? Jesus is the prince of peace. But Jesus knows there is no peace without war. Go and look at developed nations. Go and look at nations that have developed. Without war, there is no peace. If any nation, if any people, we really know genuine peace, true peace. True peace does not come by negotiation. It comes by conquest. Why? Because there are adversaries. There are enemies. So Jesus said, it takes war to make peace. That's why he said, do not think that I have come to send peace on the earth. In that Matthew 10.34. Don't think about that. Jesus came all the way for the devil. He came to attack the devil. Jesus did not come for a defense. Jesus was he was on opposition. He came with total offensive action against the kingdom of darkness, against the devil. That's why in Matthew chapter 16, he was saying to Peter, the church that I am building is not a defensive church. It's not a church that is praying, oh, Satan will not attack us. Satan will not attack us. Oh, let's barricade so that Satan will not attack us. That's not a Christian life. A Christian life is not a life that you are praying, oh, Lord, protect this so that Satan will not attack this. Protect this so that Satan will not attack that. No, no, no. The kind of Christ life that we have been given is an offense. I will build my church and the gate of hell will not prevail against it. What does that mean? That means that kind of church that Jesus is building is an advancing church. It invades territories. It goes to where darkness has been prevailing. In places of work, you get there. They employ you. You have not come to come and say, oh, in this place they attack them. Lord, protect me so that they will not attack me. Get rid of every witch there. Get rid of every devil there. Stop the activity of the devil. We are in a time now that we are the one running. We are keeping. Satan is now on the offense. We now begin to say, no Lord, just protect us. Lord, just preserve us. That's not the kind of the strategy. The kind of the church that Jesus said he has come to build. He said, I have come to send sword on the earth. I am causing war here. I have come to declare war on the devil. And in our families, we are to declare war. In the communities we are, we are to declare war. In the church, we are to declare war. In our nation, we are to declare war. It is time to declare war on the devil. Enough of all, all this defensive prayer. Lord, protect us. Lord, we are sleeping now. Protect us. This, this is the end time army that the Lord is raising. They disturb the peace of the devil. They disturb the territory of the devil. They are territory takers. They are invaders. 
And that's why we need the warrior anointing. So I felt that Jesus in his time was always keeping. Do you know his language? He said, who will go to a strong man's house? He didn't say, who will a strong man go to his house? Have you seen that scripture before? Who will go to a strong man's house and take his boy that will not first bind the strong man? Is that not correct? He said he must be able to bind the strong man. It is when he's able to bind the strong man that he can now take his spoils. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 29. Very quickly, I think we can check that. We can check that. Matthew chapter 12, verse 29. I hope you are beginning to sense what the Lord is dealing with. So this year, unlimited progress is not just what we claim. Oh, it is. God is saying you need what you are anointing. Go and take what I've released to you. <laughs> go, 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 go and go and take all. Go and remove all the structures of the devil. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 20, 29. Look at, look, at, look at what Jesus was saying from verse 26. He said, if Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? Verse 27. And if I, by Bezebel, cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. Look at what he now said in verse 28. But if I cast out devils, so Jesus cast out devils, we must cast them out. We must not tolerate devils. We must not tolerate demons. We cast them out. That is the war. What is going on? Eh? What is going on? If I cast out devils by the spirit Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Verse 29. He now said, Or else, how can one, are you saying it together with me? Enter. How can one enter? How do you enter into somewhere that you don't go to? How can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods? Except he first bind that strong man and then he will spoil his house. So Jesus did not want us to be on, the, on defense. He wants us to go all out as the warriors against the past of darkness that's how we can be who god wants us to be in such a time as this we must take our nation from the powers of darkness take the communities take lives there may be there may be lot in our lives lot in our own families somebody can be the lot in your life that those five kings have taken Will you be just will you just be be can't Abraham pray in the house and say, God, can't you go and invade the territory of these people and let fire fall from heaven and let Lord return? No, 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 no. He harmed these trained men, three hundred and eighteen of them, he pursued. For those of us who are at the covenant night, you could hear that the Lord is releasing us to pursue. The warrior anointing. You know, this also got open to me in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3. That the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. The Lord is not a man of just a man of peace. He's a man of war. So if the Lord is a man of war, you must be a believer of war. 
I'm not talking about fighting people everywhere. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. You must be a man of war. You must be a man of war. Be a woman of war. Be a woman of war. Be a man of war. Look at Exodus chapter 14 verse 14. What did he say? He said the Lord shall fight for who? For me. He's a fighter. <laughs> the Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. And then the Lord said to Moses, why are these people crying unto me? Tell them to advance. Tell them to fight. Tell them to take step forward. Advance toward your sea. God is speaking to somebody. Receive the warrior's anointing. Go and advance. Make progress. Moses said, the Lord will fight for you. He's a fighter. God said, see, spiritual fight, we do it together. I am there to do the fight for you, but not at when you are hiding. Did he ask Gideon to go and hide and begin to fast and pray? He said, no, you are a mighty man of valor. Go in this strength of yours. Go. The word is go. That's what I'm hearing this year in my spirit. God is saying it is time to go. It is time to move. Move into the camp of the adversaries. Move into the areas that devil has been dealing with your life. Move. It is time. Enough of just waiting and crying. Move there. And displace the devil. And this very month, we are commissioned with power. Things will no longer be the way they used to be. Because the warrior anointing is released. So Exodus 15.3 says, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Now let me share very quickly these few things and then we close. These are important things you must know about war. There are six important things you need to know about war. Number one, war is extremely uncomfortable. So that means there is a demand of war. So number one is the demand of war. The demand of war. Every war always plays a demand. And the demand is that it's extremely uncomfortable. No one engages in war in the place of comfort. No one engages in war in the place of comfort. So spiritual warfare, getting yourself prepared for the warrior anointing, you must know that war is extremely uncomfortable. Go and check all the soldiers they normally send to, to, to war field, to war mission. They will tell you war is demanding. War is demanding. War is so demanding. Look at Ukraine today. Ukraine is still asking that they need more weapons. They need more weapons. Look, war is demanding. God has not called us to be Christians, believers. We are apostolic believers. We are saint believers. So you can't stay in the place of comfort. When war is going on, you must know that there is a demand on war. It is extremely an uncomfortable engagement. Number two, you need to understand the unavoidability of war. The unavoidability of war. Exodus chapter 13. Very important. Exodus chapter 13 
Verse 17. Unavoidability of war. The Bible says, and it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was near. Although that was what? Although that was what? That was near. It was near to their place of promised land. I don't know whether you have, you have seen something in that scripture. Exodus 13 verse 17. It was so near. That means every time war comes against you, where God is taking you is near. <laughs> but God led them north through the way of the Philistines, through the way of war, even though it was near. For God said, these people are not spiritually mature. These people have not taken up the mentality of war. These people are not ready for war. These people are not looking to me for what you are anointing. So he said, let perventure the people repent. They change their mind when they see war and they return to Egypt. How many people have seen war in the realm of the spirit? And they have returned to a life of compromise. They see war. God knows the people he was leading to their promised land. He said, when these people see war, ah, they won't face the war. And look at it. The unavoidability of war. They, God did not take them through the Philistines. But did they not see war? What of they lack water? What of they got to a place and they said, there is no food though. What of, and you see, they began to see another dimension of war. And these people that did not see the real war were saying, why did you bring us to this wilderness to come and die? Ogamosis, why not take us back? Where we are eating garlic and we are eating cucumber. They were, they love a comfort zone in bondage. That's how many believers are living. You are not like, God is saying where I'm taking you is very close. So the, what you are praying to me for, very close, is next to you. But you must fight the Philistines. The war is there. So God knows people. He knows his children. He knows that they will turn back when they see war. That's why when you see people don't turn back in spiritual warfare, who depend on God, who want God to harm them, who want to trust God for worry or anointing, they get to where God is taking them quickly. Many, look at these children of Israel. How many of them go to the promised land? So what is God saying to us? In the warrior anointing is the unavoidability of war. There is, you can't live a victorious Christian life when you avoid spiritual warfare. You can't. So spiritual warfare is unavoidable. Number three is the reason for war. Reason for war. That's number three important thing you should know about war. And what is the reason for war? Satan is at war with us. Satan is mad at you. Satan is not happy with you. Many of us think that when we are living our gentle Christian life and you are just going everything, when you don't offend anybody, Satan is nice to you. Oh my God. A moment you make up your mind that you are ready to follow Jesus, you are ready to serve the Lord, Satan is mad at you. Some people think because everything is fine, Satan is not attacking them. That shows they are pleasing the Lord. Ah! It's dangerous. As soon as, see, anytime Satan leaves you alone, it's either he has conquered you, or you have compromised. You have already conquered. You have already been delivered to his hand. But when you are in the Lord's side, you are his enemy. So, it's a war with us. And the reason for war is that if we don't engage him, even though Christ has conquered him, but we have to fight from our victory, 
to take possession of what God has ordained for us, He will stop us. But in the name of Jesus, He won't stop you. Number four, important thing you must know about war is the price of war. The price of war. What is the price of war? Personal sacrifice. If you are somebody who cannot sacrifice your totality to the Lord, you cannot sacrifice your comfort, your convenience, you won't pay the price for war. War is always expensive. Warfare, war. Ah, go and check. Do you know how much they, they furnished uh, Ukraine? Big, powerful nations of the world giving ukraine or just because of what because war requires sacrifices it's expensive so there is a price of war and number five <laughs> is the value of war the value of war the value of war what is the value of war do you just need warrior anointing for having its sake no there is value in war what is the value in war you make advancement unlimited progress you are a champion you are a winner you possess what belongs to you the value there is value in war another value in war is peace when you engage in warfare you discover that the peace you need comes the peace you need comes that's why i believe the scripture that says when the man way pleases the lord he makes his enemy to be at peace with him why because that man has been empowered the lord is on his side so his enemies are subdued under him they could do nothing again that's why David said in Psalm 23 verse 5, Psalm 23 verse 5, Thou prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head and my cup run it over. In the presence of my enemy, they can do nothing. So, there is value in war. If you look at all that God, look at David. You can't ask King David today and say, is war useless? David will tell you, see, I live my life by embracing war. Because I became a king, the Lord helped me through war. <laughs> Look at Solomon, that David had conquered everything for. He fought no war. And because he enjoyed peace that was cheap, peace without cost, peace without any price, he messed up big time. So when people don't know the price for peace, they abuse peace. He began to marry many wives many concubines and because he didn't know what it cost to have such peace look at many people who have wasted great things that their fathers in faith have done because they got they thought it is cheap but david knew ah the glory the mandate all god did through me it's because of the value of war and lastly is the victory in war the victory in war and that is the necessity for warrior anointing the victory in war the victory in war that's the necessity for warrior anointing the victory in war war becomes a blessing when you have victory war becomes a blessing when you are not a casualty war becomes a blessing when at the end of the day having done all you are standing and by the power that is in the name of the lord every one of us here tonight and those who have connected online i decree that in the journey of life in our walk with god in this warfare ongoing the lord will make us victorious Look at what 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 tells us. It's very important. 
that you know that we are being able he said for whatsoever is born of god overcome the world this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith so these six things they are so important as we close right now warriors anointing <laughs> you must understand these six things first before you came to them but by the things i've shared with you by the grace of god we will move from here next week but with what the lord has dealt with tonight you should know by now that it is time to take the battle to the gate of the enemy it is no longer time to be keeping or to be saying no 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 the more you keep the more the enemy continue to launch attack to launch attack ukraine did not want to fight but see ha, the more they they begin the more you are trying to keep back the more devil will continue to insult and assault you but you need to say we declare war and in the name of jesus over everything that is not of the lord in your life we are declaring war right now over everything that is not of the lord in your family we are declaring war right now over territory that does not belong to the devil that he has taken in your life in your body in your health we are declaring war right now over whatsoever the devil is occupying in your life we are declaring war right now i want you to rise to your feet just receive the grace of god as we round off this first teaching in this series the lord i thank you for opening my eyes oh to you as the lord as man of war i thank you because you are the man of war i thank you because you are the man of war the lord that lives in us the lord that also is the man of war i want you to appreciate him i want you to appreciate him oh for how he has defeated the devil on your behalf give him all the glory give him all the praise thank him and thank him and thank him Thank him and thank him and thank him. Ore kapashetala, ragada babaya, embada bala rozebreha, empapa baba likata baya, aragada bala kotozadia, empapa baba 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 laha, entolorogodobia, endala ragada balaya. I want you to talk to the Lord. Lord, give me the understanding of the demand of war, the demand of spiritual warfare give me the understanding lord give me the understanding of the unavoidability of spiritual warfare give me the understanding i want you to pray lord give me the understanding of the reason for spiritual warfare lord give me the understanding of the price of warfare give me the understanding of the value of war give me the understanding of the victory in war now go ahead and pray for the anointing we are going to be praying for that all through the equipping services oh in the month of february lord empower me with the anointing of a warrior in the name of jesus oh, Baba la ragadaya, embadele.